It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right, welcome to Money for Lunch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited that you're here. I appreciate uh, appreciate you sharing the show, and, and uh, some of you guys have been listening to my show now for going on six years, seven years. Uh, it's incredible, and I appreciate that. If you have a favorite quote, send it over to me. I'm available on all the platforms, uh, all the social media platforms, where you can reach out to support at moneyforlunch.com, support at moneyforlunch.com. Send us your quote. If we use your quote on the air, then you'll get some nice Money for Lunch swag. All right, today's quote is uh, coming from Adam T. out of Riverdale, California. Adam sends in this quote, positivity, confidence, and persistence are key in life, so never give up on yourself. And that quote is from Khalid. Uh, he is a singer, Khalid Again, positive confidence, positivity, confidence, and persistence are key in life, so never give up on yourself. I think that is something worth taking to heart. All right, let's get this party started today on the show. Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is one of our regular contributors here on Money for Lunch, but he's also a lawyer for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. In 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back to Money for Lunch. Thanks, Bert. Nice to be back. Nice to have a chat with you and the listeners. And first thing I want to warn everybody here if, yeah, that, that, that's, all, that's listening, I don't, do not want you to listen if you do not want to make more money. So anybody here that's happy with their wages and wants to keep the same pay, then just don't listen anymore because what we're going to talk about is how everybody out there who does listen and follows these instructions is going to end up making and can make more money in the same job they're at because the laws will be on their side. So that, a few things I want to go over. I want to get started. And there's going to be at the end one thing. There's only one thing you have to do to make more money. And what the if you do this one thing here's the laws that you'll be able to change the fir the first one is forced arbitration right now we're in a basically a, a runaway train that's forcing every employee in this country eventually and they say by uh 2024 more than 80% of the uh, private sector non-union workers in this country will not be able to go to court for any worker grievance. They'll be forced into arbitration. And wow. so, yeah, 80% or more. And uh, this this is where we're headed in a, in a very short period of time in the, in the next seven or eight years. You, you're, everybody that's going to work here is going to be required as a condition of their employment to sign an arbitration agreement that's going to force them into arbitration. And not only will it force them into arbitration, but it will force them into arbitration alone because you will not be able to bring a class action in arbitration. That's pretty clear right now. Every arbitration uh, proceeding is an individual arbitration proceeding. And it will be very difficult 
to hire attorneys who are willing to take on individual claims because in, in, the, in the great scheme of things, unfortunately, these individual employment claims are just not worth enough on a contingent basis that an attorney is willing to take on individual claims. There's just not a lot of attorneys out there that can uh, sustain a practice on individual claims. They rely on, on group claims, or representative claims and class action claims, which are no longer going to be available to them. The other thing that, that you'll be able to do if you do this one thing that I'm, I'm going to tell you at the end of this is at the end of the day, there's going to you, you need to increase the minimum wage. Right now, the minimum wage in this country, if you can believe it or not, is $7.25 an hour. Uh, it's now 25%. It's now more than 25% below where it was in real terms 50 years ago. So the, your, your parents and grandparents who worked 50 years ago were making more money in real terms at those minimum wages than if you're working at minimum wage today. You just can't wow. live you can't live on seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. No one can. It's not a living wage. And there's right now, uh in Congress there's provisions called Raise the Wage Act of of two thousand nineteen and by that um they're gonna take it eventually to to fifteen dollars an hour by two thousand twenty four. That's a real law. And this law, if it's passed, will generate $120 billion in additional incomes for the, the people whose families actually need it the most. These are the people at the low end. This is, includes 23 million women and 5 million single parents. So that's the, the next thing. If you do this one thing, if they do this one thing that I'm, I'm going to tell you at the end, this this can be a real boost to everybody. And We've talked about it before, you know, a rising tide floats all ships, Bert. And if you bring the minimum wage up to, to $15 an hour, that means everybody today that's earning $15 an hour, the, the employer is going to have to pay you more. And why do I say that? I say that because right now in this country, because of these strict immigration laws, there's 8 million jobs available that no one wants. Right. And, and you know, these are jobs picking the fruit on the farms, uh, cleaning hotel rooms, you know, day in and day out. Landscaping are principally the three largest jobs that, that no one wants to do. And the only people that are doing them are people that are here um, either um, not w without papers or um, with, with, uh, without the ability to earn, you know, a higher wage. So that's a whole other issue on, you know, how you're going to handle work permits in the future. And, again, if, if you do this one thing I'm going to tell you at the end of this, this is a way that you can also help on the immigration problem where people can come in, get work permits, and we've talked about this, and have the E-Verify system in place, uh, where, which everybody likes, and make sure that uh, they're, you, you know where they are and they have a work permit. But it's not a pathway to citizenship. It's just a way for people to get jobs. But if we increase the minimum wage, th these jobs will become more attractive, number one. And number two, everybody in, in the food chain and in the, uh, in the wage chain will have to move up because otherwise they won't be able to fill these jobs. 
So that's the next thing um, we can do for this. We can also, at the same time, we can uh, end uh, uh, unpaid overtime and missed and late meal breaks and and, and late um, uh, rest breaks and missed rest breaks. Right now in in this country, we have um, what's called the administrative and um, professional and executive exemptions, and these are exemptions that are they that are in the law for managers, um, people that with with college degrees that are highly trained, and administrators in companies. And these laws, though, the, the, the catch to it is you only have to be, ma- to be making $11.50 an hour to be exempt. That's basically the, the, the bottom line wage. So what ends up happening is these laws are being abused around the country, and they're, they're classifying people as administrators. In other words, you take your secretary, oh, well, she has some discretion on where to buy these staples. So she's has, having that discretion. We're going to exempt her from overtime. We're going to work her uh, 50 hours a week. We're only going to pay her a flat uh, salary equal to $11.50 an hour. We're not going to give her a lunch break. We're not going to give her rest breaks. And uh, so this is where she's stuck or he's stuck. And uh, they'll do the same thing, for example, in in large uh, uh, big box department, uh, you know, uh, stores. They'll have people that'll be assistant managers to an aisle, and they're in charge of uh, of uh, plants, let's say, or uh, electrical cords, or something like that. And again, the same thing because of this exemption law. It's on the books. It's a federal law. Because of this exemption law, they will not be able to receive overtime pay. They'll be able to work, force them to work more than 40 hours a week, and they'll still receive the same pay. They won't have uh, meal breaks. They won't have lunch breaks. In uh, 2016, the Obama administration wanted to double that and take it to $23 an hour as the base. And, of course, we all know what happened uh, with the election, and uh, Trump came in, and um, that law, just a change in law, just went away. So that's another law. that, If this was increased now currently um, uh, to $51,000 a year, which is is about $25 an hour, that rule would benefit 13.5 million workers. these would be people, 4.6 million would be now uh, eligible who otherwise weren't for overtime pay they deserve, and it'll strengthen the rights of, of the other 8.9 million people. So this is the other um, law that, we, that if, if happening, we could pass it. The, basically, the real wage today with the Trump administration is the bottom line is companies are larger and more powerful. And what they do is they use that. There's, there's, there's weak unions, if, if at all. And the federal government and the courts, they keep siding with the employers and the companies. Now, 
California is a little bit different. In California, we have what's called the Private Attorney General Act. And in California, where I practice, this Private Attorney General Act, what it does is it deputizes the employees to be a private attorney general. Literally, they represent the state of California, the uh, uh, Labor Workforce Development Agency, and they can go in and, and bring an action on behalf of the uh, state of California against uh, employers who violate any of the laws in California. And in our firm, we, we do a tremendous amount of work in, in the uh, Private Attorney General Act. So there's still hope in California. And um, if we do this one thing that, that I'm talking about, uh, there could be uh, uh, the same kind of hope that we have in other states, um, and, and which has allowed these other states to, on a state-by-state -state basis, uh, over 20 states have already increased their minimum wage, and over 20 states now actually have uh, free uh, colleges is a reality in 20 states uh, for community colleges that, that people can go to. Uh, but in California, as a result of this law, you would think, oh, my goodness, um, we put this law into effect that's going to have deputize these people. It's going to take away from the employment in California. The economy will go down. The comp actually, the opposite happened. Over the, the past five years, California's job growth has been the strongest in the nation. We are the fifth largest economy in the world. And what this does is, and the reason is, is because it creates an even, the Private Attorney General Act creates what's called a, uh, an even playing field. You can't cheat to compete in California anymore if you're uh, a company working here. In California now, you have to uh, comply with the law, and that brings everybody into the, the same arena, and they they compete fairly and honestly, which in the end, it's more money for everybody in their own pocket. Um, it's more money for the government that we put in last year alone. We have contributed more than $34 million uh, to the uh, uh, state government for purposes of, of their prosecution of claims and to, right. to monitor the prosecution. So it's been a tremendous, tremendous help in California uh, to, to get this done. And at the same time, um, if we if you do this one thing, um, there's, there's right now on the books about $1.4 trillion in student loan debt is owed by 44 million Americans. And something needs to be done to help these uh, students, these debtors now, to pay off these loans. The the average graduate now graduates with over $37,000 in student debt. That's just the average. Some of these uh, persons who go to law school and business school and medical school, they graduate with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And that debt is, is a drag on the economy. And right now there's a, a, a law in Congress called the Employer Participation Student Loan Assistance Act, which this law is going to encourage private employers to offer tax-free benefits that help employees pay back their uh, student loans uh, each year. So, in other words, it will be similar to what we have now for uh, where employers pay for uh, a share or all of the um, employees' um, health insurance the same concept.
the employer pl- pays for it and gets a tax deduction. The employee uh, has the loan paid off, but it's not income to the employee, and that's called before-tax dollars. So right. these before-tax dollars are used to pay off the student debt as long as the employee continues to work for this employer. And it's it's a way then that the employee can then use their after-tax dollars to buy homes, to buy furniture, to buy cars, all the things. And it's a win-win-win for the economy because it puts more money in circulation where it's going to be, be used. So at the end of the day, these are the things that that are happening. And, and this is going to... Uh, what what we call the in wages the Trump slump, we can get rid of the Trump slump and we can do it with one thing and that is everybody out there do one thing and one thing alone and that is go to the polls next November not this one but in 2020 and go to the polls and vote for Democrats across the board and that's the one thing that everybody can do because historically. Everybody knows, as we sit here currently, the Democrats are the are the only party that are in favor of, of these laws. And nothing's going to happen. None of these good things that can happen, that should happen, will not happen if the Republicans stay in office. So the only way this will happen is when you go to the polls and you end up voting for Democrats across the board because they're committed to everything that I've told you in these legal changes, they are committed to making these happen. And it's and otherwise you're it's going to get worse and worse for for employees in this country. You're going to be working harder for less and you'll be working at jobs that are that you really menial that you really don't want to be working at because you can't you won't be even able to get student loans. You won't be able to go to school. There's things that you you won't be able to do forcing you into these menial jobs. So this at the end of the day this is is what we're talking about. You know what and again the the thing that I've learned uh, you know from from the time that you know I've spent together is it's just about following the money. And if you look at you know the any political party that's what they do they 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 follow the money they they do what's in best interest for themselves and that's what you're asking people to do is hey you know just do what's going to be best for you and if best for you includes um you know a political party that's going to help you increase your minimum wage that might be the person to vote for if it's going to be a party that might help you with student loan debt, that might be the party to vote for. And it's pretty straightforward. It's very simple. And sometimes it can get confusing because there's so much rhetoric and so much noise. But ultimately, you have to vote with your pocketbook. Yeah, that that's really what it, what it, what it's all about here. And you know, I'm talking from a labor standpoint because I see all the very sad stories on the other end of it, the abuse of, of employees in this country. And it's getting worse because, you know, the, the, the rich and powerful have all the control. And right now, it, in because of the, uh, the Senate's Republican and the White House is Republican and the uh, Supreme Court is unfortunately now becoming a political uh, football and is Republican, um, 
all of the laws that would help employees to, to have a better chance and to, to get ahead are not being passed. And the laws that benefit the employers, like forced arbitration and class action waivers, and the ability to join together and bring lawsuits, they're, they're being stopped by interpretations of the law favorable to corporations by the courts. So this is what we have to put up with, and it is a reality, and it's a sad reality that this is the, the, what we're dealing with in this country today. But it can change, and it, it, the, but the only way it's going to change is with people voting their pocketbooks, understanding that this is an adversary system, and it's a two-party system, and the Republicans are the party, not of the people, they're the party of corporations and management. And the Democrats are the party of the people and employees. And at the end of the day, there's plenty of money out there that can be can be forced into the hands of the employees with good laws and good protections. And we've proven that in California. So it's just a matter of getting it done. And, and the economy takes off because if you Put it, give a million dollars to a millionaire, the chances are he's not going to spend much of it. But you give a million dollars to someone or to that has no money, he'll spend all of it. So this is just a matter of okay, we take that million dollars and we spread it around to uh, you know a thousand people. We're going to have everybody spending every bit of it. So it's it's and what we've talked about before, it's the velocity of money, and Democrats create velocity. And Republicans create wealth. Unfortunately, the wealth the Republicans create is in the hands of the few. With the Democrats, the velocity creates money in the hands of the many. So if you're out there and you're one of the many that want more more money in your pocket uh, and more benefits for you and your children and you want a better life, for you and your children with the ability to go to college uh, without be, being saddled by student debt and the ability to make a living wage uh, where you have a, a minimum that at least you can can live on, then you, you need to vote for a Democrat. And it's just an adversary system. There's, there's nothing wrong with Republicans. I mean, they, they're good people. You know, they're just like all of us. Democrats are good people. This isn't whether you're good or bad. This right. is an issue of money. And it's just the capitalist system is set up such that the laws are the only benefit that the employee can have because the capitalist system, if it's left unchecked, well, all the money would go to the few, and until we get some some type of ability to earn more, and because unions are are, are worthless now virtually, and it, we have to have it through legislation in Congress and in our state legislatures, but that's not going to happen in a, in a state that's Republican or in a country that's Republican uh, has. Republican control. It's just look at the record. Look at the states where people are making a lot of money. California, New York. These are the states that uh, that things are booming. Illinois. These are all blue states. Uh, Washington State, Oregon. You know, these are all blue states. 
And so at the end of the day, and, and I think you're going to see states that you wouldn't expect to, to be blue become blue in this next election. Arizona, Texas could, could end up being a blue state. And so you're going to be left with very few states that are going to be red anymore. And, and the blue states will benefit immediately. And then over time, the entire country will benefit because the blue states will have the majority in the Congress and uh, a blue president. And this is what we're looking for. And it's, it's nothing you can jump up and down and get excited about because there's nothing wrong about the people that have different points of view. It's just all about the money. That's why I like this show because it's all about the money. And that's what we want to talk about. Every, every, the idea is to put the money in the hands of the people that need it the most and will spend it. Yep, I think it's a, a great strategy. I think it's, uh, people need to look at our history. And when you look at the way big labor has operated in the past, you see that they typically will put profits before people. You know, at one at one time, uh, children were chained to machines and were would would be forced to work ten, twelve hour days. Yeah, in the turn of the century, there wasn't there wasn't even any child labor laws. I mean, that was right. all came about by Democrats, but it it wasn't uh, big labor; it was big corporations that were doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you know. So I kind of put the both, you know, kind of both in the, in the same thing. But, but you know, and then you look at at one point uh, the uh, truck drivers of America, you know, had no rights. I mean, they were just uh, treated poorly, right? They, they they weren't given rest breaks, and and they were on the road driving, you know, half asleep and causing accidents, and and not until somebody came in and stopped that and. You know, it's it's just one of those things where bottom line is, and I like what you said there. It's not about good or bad. It's you know, people are people. It's just about do what's best for you, vote with your pocketbook, and and that's the bottom line. Yeah, and the truck drivers. It's interesting that that you bring them up because that is a, a very sad story right now. Uh, Congress tried to pass a law that the Democrats were able to stop where they wanted to get rid of uh, rest breaks and meal breaks and uh, pay truck drivers for um, rest time and for waiting time. And um, you know, Democrats were able to to keep those laws in effect. They, Republicans wanted to pass a law ending all those benefits. And so what ended up happening is, after the Democrats were successful in in stopping this, the Republicans who took over because of the executive branch and Department of uh, of Transportation then passed a regulation doing the right. exact same thing that, no, we're no longer going to pay you um, for rest breaks or meal breaks, and you're not going to have them, and you, we're not going to get paid for off the clock. So now we're back to the same situation where we have truck drivers on the road, tired, driving, and, you know, there's going to be more accidents. It's just a matter of statistics. You can't drive, you know, when you're you're asleep and you haven't eaten and you can't stop. Uh, so this is this is the situation we're in now, and we're fighting in court to to again say, you know, the Department of Transportation can't act like a political body in in this regard, 
and the um, really it's going to be in the court system now. It's working its way through, so hopefully we'll be successful in, in the court system to get to allowing the courts to continue to force the uh, country to follow the laws as passed by Congress, not those that are made up by the regulators. So that, that's just another situation and another reason why truck drivers out there who may not be the the bluest of the blue uh, uh, group uh, should you know think twice before they put give their vote to a Republican. It's, it's yeah. just it's not going to help them. It's just not going to help them in their job. It's not going to help them their family. It's not going to help their kids. None of this is going to happen without. Democrats in 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 office, and it's not to say that the Republicans may change. You know, once they see politicians are, are a funny breed, when they see the the people change, they'll change with them, and maybe we'll get a Republican Party that's more receptive to the employees' needs. Maybe that that time will come, but before it won't come until we have Democrats in in office and in this next election. And this is a critical election in 2020. We really need to put. Uh, Democrats in office so we can get some of these terrible things that that the Republicans are doing in terms of employees, uh, these laws changed. Absolutely. Norm, always good to have you on the show. I look forward to having you back again real soon, my friend. Okay, Bert. Take care. All righty. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal can be reached if you have questions for him or his team at BAM Law CA. That's BAM as in B A M Law CA.com. And uh, they'll be glad to speak with you, point in the right direction. They have a lot of resources on their website. As always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. Please let's share this episode with everyone you know. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.